So like all others, I have been asked <clears throat> how my research enlightened public discussion and informed public policy in ways that I welcomed. Uh, my research over the last 20 years has aimed at a better understanding of the role of human motivation in economic and social interaction. 20 to 30 years ago, mainstream thinking in economics was thoroughly based on the assumption of first rationality and second self-interest. While it is undoubtedly the case that self-interest is one important component in human motivation, uh, it is not the only component. And I always was convinced that social motives, motives to help, to support, to reciprocate, to cooperate, and to do justice to other people play an important role, even in the economic domain. But one's beliefs and what one can prove scientifically are two different pairs of shoes. Uh, therefore, I started uh, an a research program studying the economic implications of these social motives with the help of laboratory experiments, uh, and more recently by conducting field experiments and combining neuroscience with experimental economics. And I still remember in the early 90s when I started doing this, uh, the smiles on my colleagues' faces who, took, who didn't take that seriously. Uh, in the course of this research, we found, among other things, that individual heterogeneity in social motives is fundamentally important for how institutions function. Small details in the economic environment or small economic institutional details which should play no role at all if all people are selfish can play a tremendous role if some people have social motives. In fact, it is possible to show theoretically and empirically, and that's what we did, that a very sm even a small share of people who, ha who has social motives can make a big difference for aggregate outcomes in the economy, for what happens in organizations, for what happens in schools in, and in markets. Uh, and so uh, what, what, what did I find most satisfying then in the course of my research are the following things. Well, first, there is, of course, the pleasure of the insight itself. But second, uh, it's the fact that economics is beginning to change and to take some of these insights seriously. Third, there is that I have the feeling and the impression uh, that even politicians are taking that seriously. The insight that, uh, that, in that, that institutional design has to take into account fundamental human motivations is, I think, quite an important insight. And uh, by the way, this year, uh, the, the Nobel Prize has been awarded to, to very famous economists in mechanism design, and all me the whole mechanism design literature, which is, about, which is about the question, how should we design a good world? How should we design good institutions? The whole literature is based on the assumption that people are exclusively selfishly motivated. And uh, uh, what, what our research has shown that this assumption can lead to fatally flawed conclusions and that you have to take into account these motives even if only a small share of the, pe a small, a small share of the people have these motives. And then therefore, uh, what a third point why I find 
this research satisfying is that it happened several times in the past that politicians sat in the audience and after they heard my, my speech, they came to me and said, uh, we have to change the way we present ourselves. We have, to, we, we have to take these insights into account and we shouldn't just assume that everybody is all the time selfish. And finally, uh, what's also has been very gratifying is the potential wide applicability of our experimental paradigms in the other social sciences, like for example sociology, political science or anthropology, and more recently even neuroscience and behavioral genetics. Therefore, I am greatly honored also for having been elected uh, the John Kenneth Galbraith Fellow, uh, and I thank you for your attention. <laughs>